0: to make it 28 to 3. Arthur
1: Blank loving it. Up by 25. Welcome to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. My name is Max. I'm here with Nick and Corey. Today, we're going to talk about the game with the Tennessee Titans from yesterday. So guys, let's dive right into it. Corey, give me a couple of things you liked about the game.
0: <clears throat> I'll say this first game. We were all wondering how this team was going to look uh, in action that mattered. Okay, so mine's pretty general. I liked that we went up against a tough a tough opponent uh and it was a close it was a close game I expected that personally I think I think some of us did heard some fans kind of upset that like oh it looked like we were kind of disjointed on offense it's like look Tennessee's got a stout stout defense so what I liked the most is that I mean yeah that we won but the way that we won it was a tough game a gritty game we grinded it out we weathered some adversity. You know, Derrick Henry had his patented stiff arm against my guy, Marcus May. Uh, he had his screenplay that went for like 30 plus yards. Uh, they got to the quarterback. Everything that, you know, not it wasn't everything could have gone wrong went wrong, but we went up against some shit. We, there was a terrible call on Olave where like Alex Molden's son put Olave in a chokehold. I don't know if y'all caught that connection, but Molden was the DB on that play. Um, and we still we grinded it out and we, we and here's the biggest thing about what I liked timeliness, timely plays when we needed them. That was what we were missing last year, among many other things. And in games where we were, had a great team and didn't pull it out, was that sure we had a big splash play here and there during the middle of the game. But of really no consequence at the end of the day. When we needed a first down at the end of the game, Jamal Williams had one of his longest runs from scrimmage, got the first down. When we needed to convert, Derek Carr finds Shahid open, gets the conversion. Uh, defense, same thing. Uh, too many examples to name on the defense, but I mean, holding Derry Henry to 60 something yards rushing is fantastic for the first time playing him. So it was for me, the toughness, the timeliness of the plays that we needed when we needed them and that's to me what i like the most to see out of this team.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Nick, what you got on this?
2: Uh, i mostly agree. Um i think of a couple things just watching the game. Uh, you know, from start to finish at no point did i think we were the inferior team. If, you know, if you were a neutral fan watching that game, you're wondering how we were down by 3, tied, up by 1. Mm-hmm. It, it just stayed a one-score game there's a ton of plays we left out there on offense which you know I think these two guys and many fans are calling for more creativity well you saw a ton of it in my opinion this when you have you know that many mix of players Alave coming out of the backfield you have Shahid saving it to the fourth quarter to see him on those end of rounds that well one should have been a huge play if not for Kirkwood's you know completely hold. boneheaded hold mm. 10 yards downfield cost us that 15 yard you know cost us most of the yardage on that 15 yard run um and then them going right back to it in a second and long to set up the Williams run was brilliant you knew it worked you ran it to the other side you got another six and a half yards set that up for Williams to have a chance at getting that first down to close the game out yep um the one you know we talked Corey was talking about timeliness I, I'm good and bad with that. I feel like Carr in the second half was almost flawless. It was, you know, even the plays that we didn't make were just the throw the Alavi PI P. where they called down at the 5-yard line where I still feel he should have caught that ball uh was an absolute dime. That, that ball was yeah. 50 plus yards in the air, hit both his hands. Even with the guy, you know, raking his arm across his chest. Yeah, it was like fingertips. Yeah. He's got to catch that. Yeah. Uh, him being who we all think he is as Saints fans, I think he's got to catch that ball. Um, but I, I obviously disagree, it was a but, P.I. Yeah. Um, but the greats play through that, I think. Even the slighter receivers can play through that. Um, and he probably catches that more times than not, I would say, even with the interference. Yeah. Um, a couple other plays bothered me a little. Um, obviously, the Shahid fumble, but, you know, that's going to happen, I guess. Um,
0: the def- the defender made a really good play on
2: that. I mean, swiped on. It shouldn't happen. And it was a great recovery, too. It should- to shouldn't honest. happen, but... It- yeah, he got it before went out of bounds barely. Yeah, um,
1: remember though, we're talking about the things you liked about the game, so you can save those for the next round.
2: Uh, Carr was a standout, other than one pass, in my opinion. Uh, right, offensive right. line did him no favors in the first half. It was, in my, embarrassing from that standpoint. He just yeah. stood in there. He stared it down. The throws were almost perfect. Whatever the term is for less than no favors
0: is what the offense.
2: Right, <laughs> and he he didn't he didn't cave at all. There was no you know he stood in there. He got the roughing call in the third quarter stood right in there delivered a great pass yeah um the clutchness of throwing deep in two third down situations because he knew the read was there and i, yep. I love that um you know some there's debate whether you should be throwing deep on third and short when you're trying to suck the game away but shaheed was open by 10 yards and and that was an absolute perfect pass um he was aggressive Everything was pretty much on target, other than the one pass, which I think he also admitted was, you know, a mistake oh. on his part. He
0: said dumb. He used the word dumb. Yeah, he's like I was yeah. being dumb. It was great to hear. Hey, I mean, accountability. I'm exactly. I'm glad owned from up to accountability. And then
2: the only other thing, I mean, obviously that was as close to a perfect defensive game as you can be. You start the game inside your twenty on a turnover. You push him back and force so a fifty-yard field goal. Yeah. Then you just dominate. You get turnovers. You get sacks. Um, a couple plays. The long Henry catch Corey referred to you'd like to not see that but that's and Derrick Henry and that's going to happen
0: we said it when we had Adam and Ryan on last episode and they've said it in their own pods and I agree with them maybe not as much y'all but like busted plays are going to happen we knew that was coming yeah there At were least. no long pass plays
2: none everything yeah, yeah. You that know, was everything was in front the DBs Debo looked like a Debo from two years ago Alante was all over the place Teron coming up and hitting Henry on multiple occasions. You just saw the secondary to me was unbelievable. And the defensive line way overachieved any of our expectations, I think, in their first game. That was very impressive.
0: What you got, Max?
1: Yeah, um, the biggest thing for me, the biggest positive was the defense. You know, first and foremost, it's hard to single out any one player, although uh, Marshawn Lattimore's got a really good case. The entire secondary was just lights out, man. You know, at the beginning of the second half, when uh, Marshawn went out for a play or two, and Yadam came in, and in in the end zone right in front of us, that's where uh, um, Tannehill went deep, and he tipped the ball to Marcus May, and that was an amazing play, and I was not expecting. Yadam to make this. You know, we've been over it multiple times. How mm-hmm. none of us really knew much about Yadam before final cut down day when he made the team. But that was just a, uh, a testament to how well coached the, the defensive backs are and how, how well they're playing together right now, which yep. is a far cry from this time last year. You know, the first couple of games last year, these guys were out of sync. And Matthews yep. gone on record in interviews talking about how, you know, he didn't really feel comfortable until the, the back half of the year. And it showed. You know, Adebo wasn't the same player last year that he was his rookie year. You know, it seemed like everybody was working. They were working on their cohesion at that point. They just didn't have any of it, you know. But this year, it was good to see them get started off on the right foot. Three interceptions yesterday. You know, they had love, love seven yeah. all last year. So yeah. I'll say this
0: real quick about the defensive backfield. It's like a poor man's version of when the Eagles did the super team last yeah, year. It's yeah. like, all these guys should work together. They're all talented but they haven't played together before. Right.
1: And, hey, look, you know, they, they got started on the right foot. Ugo Amadi came in and had a great pass breakup. You know, he could have had an interception. Your
0: guy, agent zero.
1: You know, that was the worst game, I think, of Ryan Tannehill's career statistically, and he easily could have had two or three more interceptions. Yeah. So, uh, as far as the defensive line, I really like what I saw out of Brian Brzee. You know, he uh, the, the long-running debate we have, you know, I feel – very strongly, and I think Nick will agree with this <laughs> that Brazil is going to outsnap Saunders and Shepard for the season. You know, and we'll, we'll we'll monitor that as we go along.
2: Well, after watching that, you have to hope that's the case. I yeah, like our, he's our, an animal. Like
1: our he season, can do things physically that yeah. these other guys can't do. Yeah, you know when you see him, like you see shades of Chris Chris Jones from uh, Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh linebacker wise, Demario doing uh, Demario things. Man, there were a couple plays where he. He got into the flat and just mauled the person that was supposed to be blocking him. He like you know, threw Henry down yeah. once or twice. Um, on offense, you know, it was a gritty performance. Uh, Carr had, a, you know, a couple of plays that he would like to have back, you know, the interception in particular. But overall, good first start, over 300 yards, could have had uh, substantially more if Olave runs through and makes the, makes the catch. Uh, Shahid was fantastic after the first quarter. Right, you know, it seemed like he he got rid of his jitters pretty quickly after that. You know, he made a mistake, bounced back. I want to say he had over two hundred all-purpose yards, which is fantastic. Was it that high? Wow. Yeah, it okay. was over two hundred. I guess if you count his
0: returns too. Yeah.
1: yeah. Olave, with the exception of the the uh, the one catch he missed, you know, he was pretty damn lights out. And the reality is, he's never going to be this overly physical run through the defender type of receiver. You know, to go go get the catch, but. Right. Uh, you know, Nick said it perfectly earlier today. He said he, he reminds him of the Rams receivers from the greatest show on turf. Dude, I
0: had that thought in my head just now. He's the closest thing we have to a modern day Tory Holt. Yeah, but I like, would,
1: I would say he's more Isaac Bruce. Isaac Bruce, he gets down Slender. Yeah, like well, catching well, and gets down. Well, I you guess know. Holt
0: was more the, the tougher one out of the two. Yeah, but, but,
1: you know, shy away from contact. All of those guys. He did it was, in
0: this game. One of, the, one of those over the middle. I mean, he, he hit the deck. I mean, he didn't even try to slide, make it pretty. I mean, we were he, talking. he rolled on his belly.
1: It was like like a fire drill. It was Stop that drop AK play <laughs> because AK's out and he's running yeah, that. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah and it's funny because, you know, being at the game and we were sitting there watching it and one of the people sitting around us was a big Jamal Williams fan and she's going on and on about... You know, they need to be doing this, they need to be doing that. And I said, no, like, the issue today is we literally have Jamal Williams and nobody else right. at the uh, running back position. You and know, Kirk Tony Merritt, Jones had one carry. Yeah. Kirk Merritt, I don't think, had a carry. Taysom was relatively unused as well per his normal usage. So it was basically the Jamal Williams uh, game at running back.
0: Yeah. And I know we're moving into what we didn't like next, but one thing, but you brought it up, <clears throat> you know, I was going through Twitter on our podcast account so I encourage anybody listening to this to check it out but you know one of those film guru guys matt at matt waldman posted this video that you know he thought was enlightening or crazy because chris olave the receiver ran a route out of the backfield and i told you and you agreed max like i recognized it immediately as a staple of the carmichael offense it's the classic angle route yeah the backfield and or choice route
2: it's a this, choice route yeah that this this one, was the thing with yeah. breeze it was always to the flat or, or kind of this one to looked
0: the... to definitely be a choice because you can see Alave size up the defender and then he then he cuts in but i remember going to the san francisco game it was a monday night game the year after we won the super bowl reggie's still on the team and one of our touchdowns to reggie i'll never forget it was that perfect angle route he goes to the hash or just past the hash hits it at five cuts it in they can't defend it.
1: Yeah, and, and back to my original point where the story I was telling is that I looked at the person next to me and I said, you know what? We need to get someone in the backfield. I don't care if it's a wide receiver, someone who can mimic these routes, the ones we're talking about, because that is a staple of the offense. Yep. And then two seconds later, you see Olave motion to the backfield and he runs this route and it was a perfectly called play. So it's yep. funny that we all were kind of harping on it in this situation and it, and it came to fruition. But uh, other than that, You know, uh, Michael Thomas looked good. Had some tough catches, some really good tough catches, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, And I just loved that they they knew they had to pass the ball, you know, towards the end of the game. Like, we were not getting 10 yards and a first down by running the ball. We just weren't. The Titans had the best run defense in the league last year. Jeffrey Simmons, you know, seeing him up close, he was 15 feet away from us the whole game when he was, you know, when they were uh, on the bench. He is huge. Yeah. And like, this for, guy looks like fucking King Kong. For those
0: who don't know, I mean, it should be obvious from our logo Max is the Darth Saint. But your seats are right there on the front row, which right is right
1: behind the opposing team's bench. I've sat so we'll with get a you good, up close look at these One guys. game,
0: and it's a totally different vantage point. Now, we did have the dome covered from all angles because your boy was sitting up in the 600s in the corner, which was, look, fantastic views. Lizzie and I had a great time, but uh when you're in your seats yeah you can size these dudes up it's it's impressive (laughs) back
2: to what you said though about not performing in the run game we were not but that's what opened up the second half too that we did not give up we ran it 25 we were balanced and i think 28 total but three were the run out the kneel out the clock um so i think that paid off and Oh, they stuck with it. They had to. You You know, they stayed for it. You saw them bringing five on the line over and over again. You saw them coming up. It opened up everything behind it. Um, The other thing I'd say about the Olave play running that option route um, that Kamara usually runs is imagine this offense with Kamara in there and Olave in his normal position. It it opens up a whole lot more because you're not having to use Olave in that role. Missing him, I think if we would have had Kamara in this game, The offense would have been way more dynamic because what could have neutralized that defensive line is more flat, you know, screens, stuff in the flat to AK. We didn't have the guy who runs that the best, so we adapted. I think we did a great job. But with him, that offense is going to look so much more dynamic, especially against good front sevens like Tennessee. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and to your point, you know, that's a great point. Also, missing Kendra Miller yesterday hurt because there was literally no other threat at running back than Jamal Williams. And Jamal Williams, I love him, but he is a he's a pretty one dimensional guy. You know what I mean? He's he's the he's the plow horse. Yeah. You yeah know, he's not going to be breaking these dynamic big plays that someone like a Camara can do. And then from the little that we've seen of Kendra Miller and then also looking at his college highlights, he's somebody with some he has juice. Mm-hmm. Like if he yeah. gets to that second level, he's he's a threat to take it all away. Yeah. We don't have anybody right now who can do that? You know, Kirk Merritt has the measurables, but he's never done it at the NFL level. So, and you can see they didn't they didn't put him out there at all. So they right. obviously don't think much of it either. So to your point, bring him back. Hopefully Kendra Miller will, will be able to play this week. And then getting Kamara back is going to change the dynamic of this offense completely. Yeah.
0: One thing I was going to say, it came up as y'all were talking, is that there was a couple of plays where we did kind of the, the toss route to Jamal, Uh, where the hole was there for a second. And if you've got a guy with the added juice and burst like Kamara or or Jamal, he's going to hit that hole. Not that Jamal didn't end up getting three, three and a half, close to four yards, but the play is clearly designed for somebody who can get to that spot faster. And at least the way the offensive line, we're about to get into the things we didn't like. Yeah, that's definitely coming up. But it... The way they were blocking yesterday, if there was a, any sliver of daylight, it had to be gotten immediately, and if it wasn't, that daylight was turning dark. Yeah, row, and,
1: and Jamal Jamal's a four. He's a four yeah. six guy at this point. You know, no one's expected him to, to, to hit it and bust it for twenty or thirty yards. You know, yeah. he'll get one of those maybe once or twice a year, but yeah, you need someone with that instant juice like a Camaro or a Kendra. Yep. So totally agree.
2: Last thing I want to say on the good side, um, we've talked a lot about the wide receivers and the skill positions car to the top three wide receivers 24 of 29 for 272 awesome that wow that's incredible um if that keeps up all year and, you know 75 plus percent
0: and again um, we were playing the titans we we're playing a mike vrabel team right. if there's anyone who knows how to coach his linebackers how to cover the, the mid routes how to coach his dbs he's shown that that team knows how to do it i mean they they played the chiefs close last year they played the bengals close um They're a perennial playoff game. Yeah, to that point, it's almost like the the way Tannehill played, it was almost like we were watching a ghost of our quarterbacks from last year right before our eyes. Because those interceptions, while I want to give our defense full credit, they made the plays that had to be played. It's not like he didn't have – and opening, if he threw the ball a little bit further, you know, it's kind of like the Andy Dalton, Trevor Man, Simeon's. Where I don't know the. I mean, I'm not talking like Sherbeck completion, but he was underthrowing the Hopkins all day, and we the took around. We, we took advantage. The flanker being the biggest
1: one that should have been a touchdown. For that the that was his miss. I agree with miss. that one, 100. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had the misses. overthrow, not the underthrow. But at least in
0: the th- ints. I mean, it was like he thought he had the guys, where the guys thought he had. He thought his guys had our guys beat, and the pass was just woefully underthrown. And that just reminded me of the shit that we dealt with last year. Yeah. Yeah, That's all I'm saying on on that I
2: feel a little bit more on the other side of that with the way the defense. There are certain plays, if you go back and watch the highlights – there is nowhere to throw the ball. I mean... Oh, yeah,
0: no, that's what it, I'm not taking anything away from our defense. It was I'm crazy. I'm just saying it was a combination of our defense being advantageous and Tannehill just, like, looking like a deer in the headlights because of the way our defense is Yeah, went. he was seeing good. The one yeah. thing we
2: need to see is if we can do that against a team with speed receivers and not more of what sure, Tennessee throwing run right? We yeah. Dom Lattimore always takes care of those physical guys. It's it never a problem types. for them. Yeah. So let's yeah. see when we face the faster receivers, do they look the same? Because I felt they were all over them all game. So I think... We're, so moving into the next category,
0: what we did not like. I think it's safe to say we all agree that we did not like the left I'm not side gonna, of yeah, the offensive yeah, I want to say the whole offensive line because check looked like Ramchek, which is good for any of those who... Well, the funny thing is, quite. if
1: you look at the uh, Pro Football Focus grades from the game, one of the top five highest graded players in the game was James Hurst, who is on. Yeah, that's why the we don't look side. at
2: those because they're nonsense.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> that's I find amusing. Those grades are like when when there's a guy that like I I root
0: for personally, and he grades out high. I'm like that's those things are. Yeah, yeah, Great, exactly, those things are accurate exactly. But the reason
2: they, a Saints fan can pay no attention though, is They always had Marcus Davenport as one of the top 10 to 15 <laughs> defensive ends in the league That's a good point And if you watched him, you knew that wasn't the case You don't yeah.
0: think Marcus Davenport was top 10?
2: <laughs> he is now uh, yeah. <laughs> Now that he left, he'll have 14 sacks
0: but. Uh, God. Yeah, but <laughs> no, I mean, okay, I'll go on this one Yeah, it was, I mean, Penning just looked like An absolute liability, that's stating the obvious um, Hurst didn't help out that much either you know and again Tennessee's got a strong front really stout so they're gonna have a few plays where even you know our
1: this is the toughest defensive line we're gonna see yeah
0: and our best if we did top 10 rosters before if we put our top five offensive linemen from each position respectively out on that field Tennessee might still get a sack you know they might still have a play where they get through Simmons can beat anyone in the league people are human yeah you know and so but, again, it's not like Penning just kept getting beat by a better player. He was just out of position. He just looked soft. He, his feet weren't moving. He was just all – and, you know, look, we're not O-line coaches, but when you're when it's so bad that it, it, it's obvious to the untrained eye, you know, you just th- – so that's my worst uh, thing I didn't like. You know, I'll say this to bring it back, that I just pray – you know that we've said it before this week one you know taking 50 plus snaps in a game as opposed to even when you're out there with the quote-unquote starters in preseason you're probably getting 10 to 15 so i'm hoping that the film review is beneficial this is where we're going to find out how good our coaches are how good these guys are at learning from mistakes how well they can adapt
1: because because quite frankly if they don't we're in trouble uh you know, well, let me say this. This was Penning's second start. Yeah, I was getting ready to say that. And I mean, let's let's be honest. He came from a tiny school, and this is basically <laughs> he's, from- he's basically a rookie at this point. So I'm not going to write him off yet. Oh, his I'm not writing him was, off. His performance was a. That's big what up. I'm
0: saying. So his performance is really hard to watch, and that's what I'm saying. I hope that you know, as a guy who who you know increased his percentage of NFL starts by hundred percent last start, can actually look at the film and learn and then do something about it, you know, uh, the, he has to.
2: Yeah. DA said it best. He said, am I worried? No. This guy's going to be a good player in the league. Does he have to get better? Absolutely. Yeah, Perfect Like, man. that was not a good – that's exactly what it is. Yeah. We all think – you know, we were talking about before. You see him in person, like Max said. He's a insanely he's huge a monster. human. Uh, I think his technique was off that should be somewhat fixable he wasn't getting any depth on the pass rush and it was costing him every time He was get, just getting beat outside yeah. over and over again they can fix that it's not an athleticism problem he's got yeah. that no doubt about it it's just working on the technique and making sure he doesn't make technical mistakes
0: yeah and i'll say one well, it's hard to tell the things that we don't know or what their real assignments are right. you could right. say like the the amateur might just which we are but um, might just say, oh, well, they call a play. Oh, the QB has to know where the wide receivers are running. Wide receivers have to know what routes to run. Running back has to know what to And the offensive linemen just block. They yeah. either block, run, or pass. But it could very well be a hell of a lot more complicated than that, especially at the tackle position. You know, who are you shading to? Uh, who's your help? What side's your help coming from? Is somebody going to chip? Is somebody not going to chip? And there were times where with Penning, it was like, as the not offensive line guy, fan watching it i'm with you nick i'm like why did he not just drop back set deeper get in a better position there were times where it almost looked like he thought he was supposed to be helping hurst on a play but the dude just runs right by him on the other side and so you know and again total speculation maybe it's a matter of him completely missing an assignment as opposed to him being like physically deficient on a block like he was out. He, of, he's never going to be like,
1: physically deficient. That's what I
0: mean. So like, yeah, it seemed to me like there were some plays anyway that look. Some plays he just got beat straight up, but right. there were some plays where it just seemed to me like he was out of position from the beginning because of a mental assignment.
2: I agree. Let's give a little credit to the coaches because it looked nothing like that in the second
1: half. Yeah, they bounced back. They chipped. They, there was some They of the helped. Some they help. chipped.
2: They they rolled car right. They did a lot of things yeah. that changed it up, and I don't think they got a sack in the second half. He was pressured a couple times, but. Yeah. He was under assault in the first half. There's no doubt about it. And It was yeah. a jailbreak for, like, yeah. a whole series straight, man. Yeah. It was bad. And we fixed it, and the offense was much more on
1: time the second half than the yeah. first
0: half. Yeah, they brought in some help, for sure, in the second half. Um, was there anything else that you didn't like, Max, that you can? think?
1: No, I mean, honestly, you know, Penning was the, the – I mean, he's going to be the culprit for most of these, for anyone that's, that's recapping the game. And, and, you know, like you said, we don't know assignments and all that. But uh, hopefully he gets better. And again, like I said, it was his second start. We can't really yeah. write him off after that. You know, I know a lot of people are ready to just go ahead and cut him, which is ridiculous. No. Like the kid's 23, 24 years old. We knew it was going to take time coming from a small school to the NFL. You know, he's physically, like Nick said, he is, he's going to be able to handle just about anything if he gets the technique down. He just has to learn. He has to get the technique down. He has to get better. So I love what D.A. had to say about it it was a perfect way to address it, you know, saying we're not worried, but he has to do better. Yeah. Um, other than that, you know, I would say the, the run blocking as a whole, but again, you know, we've, we've established that they were going against the top run defense in the league from last year, and their defensive line is fucking stout.
0: Yeah, it was just slow going. You know, I kept looking at the, uh, you know, since I was about eye level with the big screen, um, I kept looking at the stats they kept putting up, and it just seemed like, Wait, where are the rushing yards? It was like second quarter, twenty-seven yards rushing. Uh, half time, like thirty. It was. It was just like, and then you know, thinking about that number in terms of like, okay, that's a stat for one. It stats don't show everything, right? And also remembering that, okay, well. It's again. I, can't, I know we keep saying it, but it is the Titans, uh, and at least we're committed to it. You know, this easily could have turned it if this was a Sean. This is a
1: game we lose in years past. Yeah,
0: this is a game where Sean has Drew throw fifty pass attempts. Yeah, you know, just just tries to Sean Payton his way out of it. Uh, someone asked me yesterday when I was we were talking about the Broncos. They said I was dogging Sean Payton for the onside kick and and all that Sean Payton stuff. They're Like, so would you really have? Would you really rather? DA be the
2: coach over Sean Payton? No. No,
0: nobody would say that. No, but I was like, you know... Even when
2: Sean sucked, it was fun as hell to watch. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I don't know that I
1: would say that point blank, but I'll say this, like... I'd rather have DA in charge of personnel. Yeah. Because the last two years of free agency and drafting have been... And there's a lot,
0: and it's a bit of a tangent, and we'll get back on track after this, but, like, it makes you... Unless Sean Payton shows... Out more, and he's he's also just had one game in Denver. But you kind of wonder if uh, you know when Sean Payton came in with us, oh six, then on to two, 09, 11, What he was doing was truly new. He was doing he was some, innovating. The Bill Walsh innovative West Coast, but on steroids. And, he was and he creative. also was
2: doing it with a top ten quarterback of all time, and so it's and not so
0: that. the we remember it like it was yesterday. But we've also talked about how there were kids born in two thousand nine who yeah. are like slugging beers at the Dome right now, Yeah. you know. And so it kind of makes you wonder, like, that was a long time ago. So has that passed him by? We'll see. But I like mm-hmm. where we are. I like the, what the coaching and everything did. I think, look, tough, greedy game yesterday. So There's
2: one more thing I want to talk about before we finish up um, of things that I did not like, and that's the amount of plays we left on the field on offense. Um, yeah, I there was a lot of them there was a bunch of points we left out on the board there which kept that a close game because I felt again if you were a neutral fan watching that you're like well the Saints are a better team here there's no doubt but why is the score not reflective of that we had the opening kickoff Shahid give him three points with the fumble later in the game he did a great job coming back to car and running across the end zone Carr throws an absolute dime right on the edge of the boundary and instead of kind of dragging his feet and catching the ball out in front of him he drops his knee down, and it gets called out of bounds. There's been a lot of back and forth on the socials, whether his knee was actually inbounds. It was that close. But if he just drags his feet in that scenario, that's a touchdown. That costs us four points. The car interception in field goal range right before the half, there was no reason to take that chance on third and long. Take that field goal, go into half. Um, the Alave drop we've went gone over multiple times. That's three or seven points if he's able to reel that in. You mean the P.I.? And the P.I., yeah, let's call it both. We'll give the refs a little credit there too, but I think stars make that play often, and I think he'll say he probably could have made that play if you ask him. The Juwan drop on the car roughing the passer would have put us – if he doesn't drop that ball, that would have been tacked on and we would have been in their territory. That's potentially three points. So at a minimum, you're talking 17 to 20 points left on the field there. And to be fair on the other side, we may have gotten lucky on that car fumble – where Penning got beat outside again, and that was kind of an open-hand, debatable... Where we were lucky was the call on the field. Because if they called it a fumble on the field... It wouldn't have changed. It would not have been overturned. Right. So I would just... To me, that's why I'm more optimistic probably than a lot of people, because 16-15 doesn't sound great. But there was 30 points on the field for us there, no question about it. We just didn't
1: take them. Agree. Yeah, I think um, we covered pretty much everything. Why don't we roll into our big takeaways? Corey, what you got? Yeah. So, like, what what's the main thing that stands out to you from this game? I I might have to sound redundant, but it
0: was just the persistence. I guess you know, like the we didn't shy away from a tough opponent. We didn't panic. Uh, We stuck to our game plan on both sides of the ball. Uh, It was just it, it. The scoreboard doesn't reflect. The idea of saying this was a complete team win, but at, on the flip side, if you look at it, the defense held Derrick Henry to under seventy yards rushing. Uh, the special teams came up with a great punt block. Whether or not we did anything with it after, you know, this one thing. But you know, the three interceptions, uh, Tannehill. I don't know what our, I forget what our total number of sacks were, but he did not feel comfortable back there. Three, I think. Uh, a ton of pressure. You know, and then with the offense, you know there. The we talked about this on our text during the game but the deep pass to Olave that ended up being the, the not called PI uh, maybe could have caught it sure there was an opportunity at that point where it was third down and and Michael Thomas was wide open to the point where he was waving beyond the sticks and had room to run after that Carr decides not to throw it to MT throws it to Olave and like y'all said on the text maybe Olave was the first read he's got one on one he lets it fly I'm okay with that you know and there were more good decisions than bad from Carr. Uh, the offensive adjustments were there. Penning was like letting anybody through, like a bouncer at an LSU bar. And, you know, they went in and put a new bouncer, you know, not a new guard, but they just said like, hey, here's a better way to look at the IDs. Uh, it helped them out. And so, yeah, it just complete, gritty, and they got it done.
2: My biggest thing is um – Obviously, the defense was the star of the show. Uh, I think we all expected the secondary to look like that, at least everyone here. Uh, The defensive line, if they're anywhere near that good this year, the defense is a massive problem for everyone we play. Mm -hmm. Um, They so outperformed what I thought we would look like at the beginning of the season. You know, three new defensive tackles. That's our main rotation at defensive tackle. Uh, Peyton Turner got hurt. We'll, We'll see how that pans out. But Cam looked like old Cam, batting down balls at the line. Bull rush. Yes. I think he got a sack. Um, he looks like he's still in his 20s. DeMario looks like he's 25. The guy's a freak. I mean, some of the hits he was putting on people was crazy. Mm-hmm. Leveled
0: um, Derrick Henry on that yeah, one just time. Yeah, put
2: him in the dirt. And But defensive line, anywhere near that good, this defense is for real, and it, it should be a top-five defense if if they are legit game in, game out, looking like that.
1: Yep. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I feel – we didn't give the special teams enough credit. Blake Gruby was fantastic. Yeah. You know, nailed every kick. The 52-yarder being the uh, the big one. Uh, the punter, Headley, did a real good job. You know, those guys, the Titans didn't have any real returns to speak of, Mm-mm. whether it was kickoffs or punts. So that was, you know, when you look at it relative to uh, Lutz missing an extra point <laughs> in his debut for the Sean Payton-led Broncos. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that trade is looking like a good one, and also the decision to keep Headley over over uh, Gilligan looks pretty good as well. So, other big takeaway, you know, this was essentially week four of the preseason, even yep. though it was technically week one of the regular season. I expected to see some some hiccups in execution and, and communication, and you know we'll probably see some more of that this week on Monday against the Panthers. So hopefully we can get that ironed out by the end of the game and, and be ready to roll for week three. So yeah, we'll agreed, see. Agreed.
0: All right. Well, good discussion. Great win by our Saints, 1-0. And uh, our next episode will be coming with you, uh, coming to you with a uh, preview of our next game, like Max just said, taking on the Panthers in Carolina, Monday Night Football. But until then, thanks again for listening to another episode of the 28-3 podcast. What a